Welcome to the Deliciously Alive podcast, where we explore what's possible when we allow ourselves the full human experience. My name is Sarah Campbell, and I'm your host. Each week, my guests and I will be sharing real and actionable insights on how to tap into your desires, feel truly alive, adventurous, and inspired to take action. I believe to my core that a vibrant, radiant, delicious life is possible for you. So pull up a comfy seat or join me on your favorite walk and we'll take this wild, messy, brilliant journey to living a life that lights us up together. I can't make enough money. I'll never find love. There's just not enough time in the day. I am calling BS on that. And when I say BS, I mean on the statement as a whole, not what actually is going to happen for you. Because the truth is this, whatever you believe, that's what's going to happen. Period. End of story. So if you can get down with that thought, the one that deep down knows that you can have what you want, but you need to explore a way of thinking that will allow you to step into what you're desiring, then lean in. In this episode, we're going to explore what the scarcity abundance dynamic is and what track you have playing internally. Some examples that will give you a bit more context and possibly even shift your perspective and how you finally can make the shift so that you have the abundance you're looking for. Let's do this. All right. So what is scarcity and what's the big deal about scarcity? Scarcity is a situation in which something is not easy to get or find. So when we talk about scarcity, we're talking about this feeling of lack of there's this not enoughness, all the, you know, everybody but me. It's not even an everybody but me, actually. It's just like there's not enough. There's not enough good men out there. You hear sometimes women say that or there's not enough money or to go around. Whatever it is, it's this whole not enoughness that we are stuck in that pattern of thinking. And so that's when I say scarcity, that's what I'm referring to is that mindset or that perspective that is where we're telling ourselves that story and we're creating that belief for ourselves. And so when we think about scarcity and we think about energy, and the way we show up in the world. When we show up in scarcity and lack, we really show up in fear because we're like, there's not enough, I got to hoard it. Or there's not enough, I got to like scramble and try and hustle and find it. And when I find it, I don't let anyone else know that I have it. And I tuck it away for a rainy day, you know, and it's like this very fearful way of living. And it doesn't, do much for inviting more abundance in. And so when I talk about abundance, when I think about abundance, it really, to have an abundance of something is to have more than you need. And so if you have an abundance of money or an abundance of time or an abundance of love or whatever it is, you really just have, it's fruit flowing. If you have an abundance of money, you don't have to check your bank before you buy something you have what you need to spend for whatever your lifestyle is or if you have an abundance of time while you walk slower and you 
relax more and you're not so strained to get to the next thing and then to the next thing. And so it really changes the energy that you show up in. Because if you can imagine showing up with abundance, and a lot of people get this kind of wrong with money, is that they think if they have all the money in the world that, you know, they're going to have all their problems solved, which is not true. But when we think about abundance as it relates to money, if you've ever been in a place where you are struggling to get by, think about the weight off your shoulders that you probably immediately feel if you can imagine what it would be like to have an abundance of money. So people want to win the lottery. They want this abundance of money so that they don't have to feel stressed or strained or it's not even the money that they're after. The money is the tool, but the abundance gives them the energy that they can step into where they don't have to struggle and strain and worry and stress anymore. And so it is about sure buying cool stuff. Like some people want to win the lottery so they can buy cool stuff and you know, have a lifestyle that they dreamed of, but a lot of that internal effect as well. So when I think about scarcity and abundance dynamic, that's what I think about. And so I think if you ask yourself the question, what do I not have enough of? What do I wish that I had more of? You'll start to see it's not hard to figure out what it is, how you feel about certain things. And so money's a big one. Love's a big one in relationships, time, friendships, purpose. And you ask yourself, what do I not have enough of? What do I want more of? You'll start to see what it is in your life and how you feel about these different things. And sometimes you don't really notice that you're just going on autopilot. And it was interesting. I had this moment years ago where I had started... I come from corporate and municipal background, so worked in a very traditional career where, you know, I had my salary and that was, it was pretty standard, pretty typical. And I started working in the wild, wild west of the online space. And so for anyone who works in the online space, I don't know if everybody gets this culture shock as much as I did, but I definitely got a, like a cult, like a sticker shock when I realized that there was a whole different financial playing game in the online space and what you would pay for in more of the traditional businesses. And this doesn't always apply. Like, I mean, corporate still spends big dollars on consultants and things like that. But when you're looking at the average person's salary and then looking at what people are charging in the online space, or at least how I was exposed to it, it was a bit of sicker shock. I was like, what? You guys, you know, do these projects for a couple of weeks and you charge, you know, multi thousands, six figure contracts for part, like fractional work. And yeah, it was just an eye opening experience for me coming from a traditional workplace. And so when I came into this space, there was a lot of money stuff that came up for me that I didn't originally know that I had because it was just a different ballgame. And so I remember I had this conversation with a friend of mine and we were talking about money and the scarcity of money and the abundance of money. And 
she had been doing this work a little longer than me. So she had some kind of some go-to thoughts on the concept and some go-to tools and tips that she had kind of been working through on herself. And she challenged me on something. It was interesting. We were talking about when we think about scarcity and where that kind of originated from. Can we think back in our memories and think back in our kind of bank of experiences, what that might have come from or what might have informed that what experiences might have informed that way of thinking. And so for me, it was interesting. I was like, when I was young, my mom would always be up at the table, at the kitchen table. I can see her now. She was always up at the table and she was you know, balancing her checkbook and looking at her receipts and comparing it to her record. And I always in my mind, we didn't talk. My parents are incredible. And my mom is like a freaking angel on earth. I don't even know how she did this. I grew up in a family of four and we lived on one income. My dad worked. My mom stayed at home with the four of us. And I never felt, even though I knew there wasn't a lot of money coming in, I never felt poor. I never felt like we didn't have enough to eat. I never felt like you know, we didn't, we didn't always have the name brand things and whatever, but I never felt like there wasn't enough for my basic needs. And so my mom is just like, need an interviewer on the podcast sometime. <laughs> but yeah, she's, she's incredible. And, but to me, because we didn't talk about that experience, my brain just naturally equated it to lack and scarcity. And I was like, oh, she doesn't have enough. She's working off one income. Bless her, doing a six, you know, six person household with one income. And so she doesn't have enough. And so she's trying to make every penny, you know, scrape by. And she's trying to like, you know, pinch here and cut there and whatever. And so that was a story that I was telling myself about her being at that kitchen table with her checkbook and things like that. And so it's really interesting when my friend challenged me on this when we were talking about where these money stories started to come from or where we had these experiences as children. And she was like, well, I don't know. Like, what if your mom was doing that because she is just that good of a steward of money, that she respects money and honors money as the tool it is. And she is just so dedicated to giving every dollar an incredible job for the betterment of your family. And I was like, oh, <laughs> never thought about it that way. But it was just so interesting because it was just a new thought, a new shift in perspective that I was telling myself this scarcity and lack story. Like there's not enough. There's not enough to go around. And I don't even know. I've still never talked to my mom about this. I should ask her what she was doing it for and what place she was doing it from. But it was just interesting how that shift in perspective and the story that I told myself, it wasn't even a fact. The fact was she was sitting there, but the story or the thought that I had, the story that I was telling myself and the belief that I decided to believe as a result was of scarcity and lack, where it could have been a, a whole different story. And so a story of abundance where she was just being such a good steward of money and making sure that every dollar was really given to the best job it could be given to. And that's what I choose to believe now. But 
it was interesting how that really informed my beliefs and about scarcity of money. And you may have that with, for example, love. Like there are a lot of people, I think I said it earlier about there's, you know, there's not enough good men out there or whatever. And if you tell yourself, if that's your belief, then you're always going to be operating from that mode of scarcity and from that mode of fear. If you're thinking there's no good men out there or whatever it is, then you are automatically living in fear if you start in a relationship and you're like, there's no good men out there. So what's happening behind the scenes? Is he doing this? Is he doing that? Why is he doing this? And you kind of sabotage something that could have been great because your beliefs swayed you into these reactionary kind of ways of being that weren't necessarily the true story. They were just your interpretation and your interpretation was just based off of a belief that you have. It's not necessarily serving you. So you can see how if you do choose to adopt a new belief that there are, you know, millions of amazing men out there, then you can see how your approach to relationships would be different be much more expansive, much more open, much more heart-centered where you're you're able to experience and allow yourself those experiences because you feel you, you're able to be vulnerable and let your guard down because you feel that there are good men out there. And so it really does shape the path that you kind of carve out for yourself in that scarcity versus abundance. And it changes everything because when you're looking at scarcity, it's like being desperate. If you are in scarcity in that fear mode, you're always desperate. And when you're desperate, you're just holding on too tightly to the things, the little pieces that you can get and you don't realize there's so much more out there for you. And so it holds you back so much in what you can show up for and how you can live your life. And so what you really need to do, and this is, you know, firsthand experience. I know I shared my money story there, just a bit of my money story with you, is that you need to look for a new truth. And you can do this. You can look for proof. Sometimes we forget things that happen that are good, or we forget that we can accomplish anything anyone else can. And usually if if it's been done, then that's a pretty good indication that something's possible for you. So if there is, if there are billionaires out there, it's very much possible for you to be a billionaire because if someone has done it, then you can do it as well. You get to choose whether you believe that or not, because you can say, oh no, only people that inherit a lot of money can be billionaires, whatever. That's the little side stories that you need to decide. And if you are looking to change your beliefs, we talk about this a lot on the podcast, but I just recorded an episode on my healthy habits that have really changed my life, really shaped my life. And the thought download or dumping out my brain, dumping out my thoughts has been really helpful because it's allowed me to uncover some things that I didn't even really realize were a belief for me. But So that can be a really helpful tool in this process. But what you really need to do is look for a new truth. You get to decide what you believe. 
Your beliefs are not what everybody believes. So you get to choose where your beliefs are. And there's something kind of like Wild West and intense about that. And there's something kind of magical about that because you're like, oh, I am in complete control of what I choose to believe. And as a result, my whole world can change. And so for me, with that money story, I got to make the decision. Do I want to keep choosing this belief or do I want to choose a different one? And I wanted to choose another one because I wanted to feel abundant in my finances and and in the money that I was bringing in. And so the thing is, it's going to come back up because we've wired this so deeply in our brains, this, you know, this scarcity story. And so whenever it comes back up, it's just a gentle reminder to, okay, let's shift it back to that new story, shift it back to that new story. So choose your new story, shift it back to the new story whenever it's coming up for you and make it your new auto response. And one thing that's really helped me in the process is being actually really grateful about what I do have and put care in place. And so when I started this with my money journey, I was like, I am so thankful that I paid the heat bill early this month. Like just, I'm sitting in this, I'm sitting in how grateful I am. I'm sitting in how grateful it is. How amazing does it feel that it's not even the first of the month and I already paid my rent. Like that feels so good. And I really sat in that place where it was like almost like a bubble in my chest and in my throat. And that feeling is what creates that abundant energy where almost like you feel like you can take on the world. And there is an episode about gratitude that I will put in the show notes because it talks more about how to get that feeling. It's not just about writing in a gratitude journal. I have lots of money. I'm so thankful for my money (laughs) because that's great. But it's the feeling that you can generate that really creates the results and the abundance and the energy that you need in order to bring in more wealth into your life. And then just taking care. Like I didn't like jam money into my wallet. I just like, you know, organized it, flattened it out. It's just like giving respect to whatever it is. And this may not be money for you. It could be something else. It could be time. It could be that you have so much time and you feel, or you feel scarcity of time and you want to feel abundant in time, but Maybe it is uh, a reshaping of how you prioritize your time. And so just giving that care and that intention and the gratefulness for the time that you do have, it shifts everything. It's the energy around it that allows you to step into that abundance. And the longer you sit and think about it and you sit in scarcity, the longer you're not going to attract what you want. And the longer you sit in that abundance and that energy, the faster that you will attract what you want. So focus is such a powerful thing. Focus on what it is you want. Get into that abundant state that we talked about. And the more you can achieve that focus without the desperation, without the hoard it all to myself. And it doesn't have to be like giving it all away either. It can be just a healthy mix of how do I be the best steward? of whatever it is, money, time, my relationship, whatever it is. But the more you can achieve that focus with a desperation and step into that abundance, the better your outcome will be. And so what is it that you feel scarce in? Is it money? Is it time? Is it love? Is it something else completely that we haven't talked about? 
whatever that thing is, decide it's time to make a shift and go through the steps we talked about. And like I said, I'll put the show notes below for the couple of things that I've mentioned, the reshaping your beliefs and your thoughts, and then also the episode about gratitude. And you will know that state and you may know it already if you've experienced this before, but that state and that energy and that abundance, once you're there, it's like when people are talking about effortless, an effortless life or, you know, do things the easy way. They're not talking about effortless, like you you don't have to do anything. But when you get into this state of being and this energy, it really does feel like you're flying. Like it feels, it does feel effortless. And so the more you can direct yourself back to this state of being and this abundant way of living, all the good, all the good is coming your way. (laughs) All right, my friend, have a great day. I can't wait to talk with you again soon. Thank you so much for listening to the Deliciously Alive podcast with me today. We hope it brought value to you and created a bit of inspiration and encouragement that will move you into action. For more, you can head on over to deliciouslyalive.com forward slash guide to get our free resource guide that will show you actionable ways to live an incredible life, as well as check out all the links and resources in the show notes. And if you enjoyed this episode, please share it with someone you know who would love it too or leave a rating and review. It means the world to us and gives us feedback on what to do more of. That's all for this episode. So till next time, stay curious, be brave, and take inspired action toward that delicious life meant especially for you.